Wellness Podcast, where we will discuss how to attain healthy and balanced work-life integration. I'm your host, Tammy Dumay. Let's get started. We left off with the last podcast being on physical wellness. We're talking about the dimensions of wellness. And uh, the last one was about physical wellness. This next one we're going to discuss is on intellectual wellness. Intellectual wellness is really about stretching and challenging our minds, challenging our minds with intellectual and creative pursuits rather than becoming self-satisfied and unproductive. Do you ever have those, those feelings? Do you ever feel like you're unproductive? Now, I'm not talking about those times where we feel like we really just need to rest and do nothing, because that is important too, isn't it? But sometimes we can get stuck in almost like a lull or that little alley, right? When, when you go bowling, you know, your, your bowling ball, like, gets stuck in the gutter. Like, those feelings of being unproductive. You're just, like, constantly in the gutter and unable to kind of get the inertia or get the energy to get up out of that gutter. Well, that's where this intellectual wellness kind of comes in. It's about recognizing your creativity, having stimulating mental activities, cherishing that intellectual growth where you're exploring issues associated with problem solving or uh, personal creativity. Many people may have like apps on their phones. Maybe you have an app on your phone where you're doing Sudoku or a word search. These are you know, these are mental activities that can be stimulating, but sometimes these are used to just kind of zone out, or they're a distraction, or they're used as an avoidance. So with intellectual wellness, we're really thinking about those creative pursuits that recognize our own personal creativity and intellectual growth. It's Learning through personal interests, and that may be gaining knowledge by reading books. It's also about our ability to adapt to change. Yeah, I know, sometimes that word change can be a swear word for some people. It can be a very scary word because we're what? We can be creatures of habit, and habit makes us feel more comfortable. It keeps us in our comfy zone. So change does what? It forces us to step outside of that comfort zone into an area of the unknown, or maybe an area that we haven't stepped a toe in for a really long time. So it's Adaptation to change, too. How many of you find change scary? How many of you embrace change? Yeah, that that word change can have different meanings. And 
it can bring up different emotions too. It can bring up excitement. It can bring up fear. It can bring up a whole mix of emotions that kind of come up with that word change. But intellectually, it's really about our adaptation to change, our ability to open our mind to new concepts and experiences. And these concepts and experiences can be applied to personal decisions, professional decisions. It's about moving us out of the known, moving us out of going through the motions. It's about interacting with groups, enhancing our communities, improving our skills. It's actively seeking out challenges in pursuit for lifelong learning. Otherwise, how can we grow? How can we benefit and better serve those around us? How can we benefit and better serve our communities, the world that we live in, if we are not learning and growing? Some of the most successful businesses out there, some of the most successful leaders are problem solvers. It's about gathering that information. It's about choosing appropriate courses of action based upon available information. It's not about waiting and worrying and being content. It's about actively seeking information. It's about wanting to grow. It's about serving others, providing, sharing our gifts with others, our communities, our world. And as we develop this intellectual curiosity, we're expanding our personal mind. And just as the physical body should be exercised, our minds, our thoughts need to constantly be exercised and challenged. Many times our, our thoughts can be overrun with worry. I have clients that I work with who talk about feeling exhausted. It comes the end of the day and they just can't wait to wrap their day up and go to bed. Once they're in bed and they're all tucked in, boom, their brain like goes into hyperdrive and they're worrying about, oh, did I finish this report? Am I going to have enough money for my bills? How much oil is left in the oil tank? And I challenge them. Just as we seem to schedule everything else in our life, like our, right? our breakfast is scheduled, our lunch is scheduled. When we arrive to work, it's our dentist is scheduled. Schedule worry time. Having the awareness at 10 a.m., a thought pops into your mind, about a certain bill. Well, my worry time is not until 2 p.m. So I'm going to take this worrisome thought that I'm having about this bill and I'm going to put that off until 2 p.m., which is my worry time. 
My scheduled worry time is 2 p.m. to 2.15 p.m. And that's when I'm going to have my worry thoughts. Now, initially, the reaction that I get is laughter. But I have received feedback that it works. So schedule worry time if you need to. Try it out. Email me. Let me know how it works for you. So getting back to intellectual uh, wellness, finding optimal intellectual wellness is really as unique as you and I are as human beings. And it, it's figuring out like what stimulates your intellectual wellness. It might be taking a course or taking a workshop, not necessarily related to business. It might be something that you haven't done for years. Maybe you used to paint. So maybe you decide you're going to take a course on painting. Maybe it's writing and you decide you're going to take a course on writing. Maybe it's learning or perfecting a foreign language. Maybe you're going to travel or take a trip somewhere and you'd, you'd like to be able to learn a bit about the language of the country that you're traveling to. Can be reading, attending museums, exhibits, or a theater, appreciating art. One thing that I love to do, this can be hard sometimes, but I, I've learned to appreciate it, and that is seeking out people who challenge me intellectually. Do you have any of those people in your life? Maybe at first they kind of feel like, oh, they rub you the wrong way a little bit, or maybe they're a little irritating. But if we sit with that, they're challenging us intellectually. They're challenging our thoughts. They're challenging our perception. They're challenging our experiences, right? Don't our experiences form our, our perception sometimes? And for everyone, that's different. So people who challenge us intellectually are inviting us to look at that box from a different angle. They're challenging us to look at it from above, from below. They're teaching us to grow. So in closing, are you feeling as though you're engaged in the process of intellectual wellness? Are you open to new ideas? Do you seek personal and professional growth by learning new skills? Do you search for lifelong learning opportunities? In mental activities that stimulate you, not mental activities used to distract you or to move away from something in avoidance, but truly stimulating mental activities. Do you look for ways to use your creativity? Maybe, maybe you feel as though you've lost some of your creativity. What is it you might have done as a child or a, a teenager that you're no longer doing anymore? What could you bring back into your life that was very satisfying for you? Intellectual wellness is really about discovering our personal and professional potentials for sharing our gifts, for sharing our gifts with ourselves, 
with our family, our friends, our communities, our coworkers, our world. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. I look forward to hearing any feedback for you and from you and be sure to visit knowlesdevelopment.com frequently as we're always adding more material courses and workshops. Thank you for joining today.